of Dark Insight. This is uh, episode 89 for uh, March 24th of 2018. Uh, I'm your erstwhile host, Brian Wade. Uh, I haven't been on this podcast in a while, but I'm back and I'm hosting it. Uh, and I am joined by my New Zealand compatriot, Charles Turner, aka Vader Van Oden. Hello, Charles. How are you? I'm pretty sure that's me. That That is indeed you. Yes, I got it right. And we're also joined by a very special guest, uh, Cassandra. And uh, she's a first time guest and she's here to talk about some video games with us. Hi, that's me. That's my name. That's you. actually how you say it. Did you and know that? And I did it right. That's I did it right. Good. I, I don't good. know if you heard. I don't know if you heard me stumble <laughs> and almost say it yeah. wrong. <laughs> uh, listeners, it's very important for you to know that her name is not pronounced Cassandra. It's Cassandra. I'm gonna get trolled forever. This and is she's gonna get. Way. You're gonna get trolled forever <laughs> for this. <laughs> I wonder if we'll slip up during the episode, and if we should have a punishment I'm... if we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my very best. I promise. <laughs> Uh, so, Cassandra, you've you've listened to this episode or this podcast a few times, um, so you know that we have to talk about the weather, or else uh, Vader gets destroyed by the weather gods. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard this. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the weather. What's the weather like where you are? In my neck of the woods. In your neck of the woods. I always think of that because the weather guy over here says, "Now you're neck of the woods." Anyway, uh, it's it's fucking it's great. It's beautiful outside. It's like 51 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. Uh, it's extremely it bright. Uh, it probably matters to somebody. Um, nope. It's extremely bright and not particularly warm, but it's fine. And uh, we just got like a ton of snow on Wednesday, so it finally feels kind of like spring now. It's ten uh, degrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that doesn't listen, sound like enough. this is this is an American podcast, Charles. <laughs> there are two Americans on this podcast. That means it's an American podcast Taking this week. Over. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, no, uh, there it's, isn't. It's, There's only one. So, oh, right now there is. I guess the guest. There, I mean, there, the host. Yeah, the guest, Charles. <laughs> Host-wise. <laughs> um, yeah, so spring started on, like, what, like, Tuesday or Wednesday this week was the official first day of spring. Yeah, um, Yeah, and uh, it has been very cold here for the entire entirety of spring so far. It snowed on the very first day of spring, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, 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 like, in the, like, low 40s here right now, so. Oh, you're getting close to freezing still. Pretty cool. Ooh, what about you, Chuck? Um, I've had lots of rain. My fish pond's filling up, but it's still okay. And now it's sunny today, and you were going into autumn, so we're kind of the weather's converging. We're getting the same kind of weather <laughs> across yeah. the world because we're in that kind of switchover period. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, Our, ours will be hot soon, and you'll be you'll start to be cold. cold. Yeah, yeah, we'll start moving away. It's fifteen degrees, so it's about like sixty something, sixty five. That sounds that sounds delightful. That's my kind of weather. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. Sixty degrees and rainy. That's what's up. <laughs> not the rainy part, but the sixty degrees. I'm I'm, I'm into the rainy part. Oh no! It's because you stay inside. Uh, exactly. Like, Call out. Games. Call wow. out. You stay inside. You drink beer alone. You eat chicken wings. I'm here to let the people know that's a whole. I something about working six days a week, but also uh, stays inside in the rain. 
I mean, do you go outside in the rain? Like, it's more meant, ro- you know it, what I meant. It's more romantic. <laughs> it's more romantic when it rains, remember? Like, exactly. every romantic comedy ends with someone in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Hold, holding a stereo over their head. Not very <laughs> while In Your Eyes plays. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the weather. We Vader has once again averted the weather gods. Yes, he, he is he is safe for another uh, period of time until the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, to be determined. Yeah, uh, it's it's good that like it doesn't have to be like we don't have to appease them every week or something because sac- we don't record this podcast every week or sacrifice our firstborn or anything like that. So, <laughs> this is much yeah, this that's is much also easier. A plus. Yeah, also true. We just have to talk about the weather. So, uh, uh, y'all added some some things to the to the weather or to the to the news, <laughs> not the weather. Uh, y'all added some things to the news that I I have basically paid no attention to the news. So, why don't y'all talk about it? Uh, good. The first one's not really news. It's just like I found out about it. Uh, everyone knows about the Lebo, the Nintendo yeah. cardboard yes, game, the cardboard toys. It's flipping awesome. I'm so excited about the it. Toy cons, and I'm really excited to play play with it with my son. Um, they, yeah, be, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, like I'm really excited for your market. YouTube videos. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, and yeah, so I've found out that you can actually program your own mini games. So they've given you like back uh, backdoor access to like a simple drag and drop programming tool. Okay. And so you can actually like assign tasks to like two things. Or so when this happens, the there's a like a a relating effect and yes yeah, so you can make little mini games with cardboard so it's i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's just you can do programming you can do your own programming and i think that's really cool for a learning tool for me and for odin as he grows up he can learn the basic fundamentals of programming by just drawing lines between box and commands and i think that's a really cool thing that they're opening that up they could have just easily kept it closed off and just had the games they made but the fact that they're opening it up is pretty cool yeah that is quite cool yeah, it's going to be a great tool, and it's going to be available to like this whole new generation of Nintendo proteges. Uh, and like whether or not they continue with this kind of like Labo specifically, like it's borne out throughout the years that like Nintendo builds on its old ideas with new and new innovations, and or not new and new. I don't think innovation is like the calling card for Nintendo necessarily, but uh, I think it's very likely that moving forward, even if they move away from Labo, they'll. Uh, hopefully do something to support that like fundamental learning of programming they offered right here like hopefully that'll be something they kind of stick with yeah for sure there's actually i think there's a game on the nintendo console at 3ds that's i'm just trying to grab the name that has like a programming element to it and so i think this is taking from that as you say because that's what nintendo have done best with the switch they've taken what they've learned and what they've done well in the past and mashed into one like super console and so it's it's just perfect that they're adding this in yeah, I, I want to say that there's like a just like a basic emulator pro like uh, programming language thing that you can download on the 3ds, so you can straight up just like write some basic programs on your 3ds. Yeah, and if my computer would load, sure I'd tell you, but it's just gonna sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, oh, well. I'll just yell it out. I'll yell it out randomly when I work it out what the name <laughs> was. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, all of these other news stories were added added by Cassandra. So. <laughs> Hello, yes. Welcome to my news, my news show. Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, introduce the new, the new segment, the Cassandra News Corner, <laughs> where she tells us about the news, the news in the video game industry. What, my the 
I'm really excited about the last piece of news, but we're going to take our time. So the <laughs> the first thing is that PUBG Mobile was released uh, recently in the wake of Fortnite coming out beforehand uh, because yep. PUBG is now uh, perpetually <laughs> eating. I mean, Fortnite is perpetually eating PUBG's lunch, um, which, which is pretty is, funny. Yeah, I mean, all things considered. Uh, but what I was really uh, entertained by it was like I was when I was on Twitter I was seeing all these people popping off with like their great PUBG mobile wins and I was like oh bet everybody's really really raking it in I guess like mobile is maybe just like a little bit easier and that's why so many people uh, but then like I think Heather Alexandra was the first one on Kotaku came up and was like oh oops, wait, no, I think actually uh, when you first go into the PUBG mobile hopper that you're actually being seated with just a bunch of literal red shirts. Uh, and these are like bots in the game that either, that PUBG has ostensibly put in, if this is true, and I mean it seems like it pans out that it might be, uh, but like they're ostensibly filling filling up your matches, your first few matches, uh, I think maybe first 10 was the number that was thrown around. Uh, filling up your first 10 matches or so with uh, red shirt bots that were dramatically easier to kill. Uh, and so that was what was accounting for this large influx of people starting out with this game, both like experienced PUBG, like PC players, and also just like newcomers to the, to the brand, the brand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they were walking out of here with like chicken dinners and seconds and all kinds of things. Uh, and I just thought that was like really really funny <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed like every single person that i followed on twitter was posting about their PUBG mobile chicken yeah, dinner and i was like yeah, okay yeah. like there's got to be something going on here there's no way that y'all are all this good at PUBG on exactly. on the phone see it and it sorry go on is it even easy to play i imagine it'd be a nightmare to play on a phone it doesn't even so work I tried on to xbox play fortnite. i tried to play fortnite on the phone and that is a nightmare so I can't imagine that PUBG is any easier. Uh, people have been saying it's like it's usable at the very least, uh, which is already. I mean, I guess when you're shooting a bunch of bots, expecting. that's better than the Xbox version, then. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I expect. I mean, that and like also, I mean, I don't know how people are finding the controls once they get out of this like preemptory 10 round period or so where like everything is so easy but it was kind of like i mean in, if you look at the press release that was originally coming out when pubg Unit mobile was announced uh, i think i think it was for the actual pubg mobile announcement but i'm not completely sure they mentioned that they were going to have bots in there and everybody kind of like skated past it but it is kind of an extremely smart move insofar as like a you get your new people on board and they feel like they're you know a, uh, godly like with their newfound game and their great abilities and then you have people who know who it's almost just as effective on the old players from pc who find themselves in at least a functioning version of this mobile game and they have been going after this idea of a chicken dinner and maybe have not even attained one on the pc and they find themselves like immediately gratified uh, by this version and I mean enough so to the point where like they're bragging about it on social media so it kind of serves both purposes and I think that in in the means of like doing both of those things I think that is like incredible I think that was a great move hollow victory hollow victory <laughs> well now we know <laughs> well don't, don't Blizzard do like smoke and mirrors like that with Overwatch like your first few matches yeah I've, I've heard that like they, they like up the aim assist a little bit so that you like are better when you first start playing these games and like I that's mean, something that a lot of a lot of shooters i guess have done like yeah uh, what in... was it gears of war was the first one that i think that i remember hearing about doing it 
Uh, yeah, I remember when, uh, was it, when Robert Yang, or it wasn't exactly Robert Yang, but when they were having, uh, when there was, like, that hashtag, uh, developer secrets or whatever on Twitter a while ago. Uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and de- devs were talking about how throughout their games they were doing a little bit of smoke and mirrors insofar as, like, you are better at shooting when you land one bullet left or things like that. I mean, this is not fundamentally a new idea, uh, but for the kind of reputation that PUBG had on PC and the like the how much that fed into how often people kept playing it uh i just thought that it was it was a they could have ostensibly kept that like difficulty up on the mobile platform and instead they decided to kind of water it down at the beginning i mean it sounds like it goes back to a normal like average matches after like like i said like the first 10 rounds but uh i just think it's it's obviously a well-known developer tactic but i think that mm-hmm. it was well done here I, it, how well done is it if now we know? Though? Well, I mean, I think the reason that it stood out so much... If it was I mean, so obvious that we yeah. just all found out about it. By well done, I mean, like, it, it got people into it. It got people... What, sure, what it sure. was intended to do is to have people go on social media, if nothing else, and scream from the fucking rooftops, hey... Like, hey, I got we, my chicken dinner. Yeah, and, like, I saw that so much. I don't even follow mm-hmm. that many people who are, like, deep in the PUBG. Like, that's insane. And so now people are talking about it, and, like, if that is... Like, I consider that that's maybe not, like, an altogether win for their dev team, but, like, it's certainly nothing to, nothing to ignore. I think that was, like... Even if it only lasts, like, the one week before everybody just knows now, like, hey, you're not going to get the accolades you want if you talk about this on social media anymore. Yeah, uh, for, 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 my, for my, uh, my own self, I do have to say that I feel very vindicated because I have two chicken dinners on PUBG on the <laughs> PC, and those chicken dinners are legit. I didn't fight any fucking bots to get those chicken dinners. Right. <laughs> I, killed, I killed real, actual human beings. Can it and be I'll confirmed now? I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess not. I guess maybe they were bots. It's <laughs> cheapened it the it's cheapened the whole game now because yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, actually, I think it's a little stink that did that. No, um, I, don't, I, I don't think it's cheapened the whole game. I think the PUBG Mobile is probably this this whole separate thing. Like it's yeah, been out enough. in Australia and like the the Asian territories, I think, for a while, and they only they only released it in the U.S. because Fortnite Mobile came out. Right, exactly. I think in the wake of all of this, like trying to keep up with Fortnite in terms of just how quickly they're eating up this mindshare, like even if this wasn't like number one integrity move for the devs, like it's it's going to keep PUBG in people's mouths, and that is what they're fighting against at this point. I think is losing out on the conversation being about Fortnite, even if now the conversation's about bots in PUBG, it's still something, any press is good press, and they just aren't putting out enough, they're, they don't have, like, that stream of new uh, new content that Fortnite seems to be capable of pushing. Yeah, and for for better or worse, like, uh, PUBG does not have Roseanne playing its game, uh, <laughs> and Fortnite does, so I guess Fortnite just wins. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, Drake now I guess is like the new hotness for uh, yeah. Fortnite. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just gonna get go on. Uh, I've got I've got a quick uh, Roseanne Barr update mm. on Twitter. Um, two hours ago, she tweeted MK Ultra. What? Um, <laughs> which is uh, some, cool, some, some 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 cool uh, cool conspiracy theory shit. Hot uh, conspiracy we, don't, we, we, don't, we don't have to get deep into the MK Ultra conspiracy theory, but. It, I just have every, have to have everyone know that this this was tweeted two hours ago. That's 
deeply upsetting, and also there's a reason I don't follow Roseanne Barr on Twitter. So I'm <laughs> well, I, I, I went to I went to her Twitter to try to find her thing about how she has 20 Fortnite yeah. wins. <laughs> oh, so weird. <laughs> Which is one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, uh, so that's uh that that's Fortnite and PUBG. Scratch. What else uh, you talk about? Scratch is the game that I was trying to the 3DS programming game. Okay. Oh okay. yeah, I think I've heard some. I've definitely heard that name before, but God knows I am well removed from the legion of people who'd be interested in such a thing. So probably only the Vegas Whisperings. But that's neat. <laughs> it's neat that they are in fact improving upon that, and like they have improved on so many other concepts that they've brought on before. Like that's heartening. Yes. Um, my next news is very short. Burnout Paradise Remastered came out. I don't play racing games. That's nobody's business. The game is good as hell, though. It is extreme. I I watch a lot of it. I think it's extremely entertaining, but mostly because Avril Lavigne's girlfriend plays nonstop. It's true. And Uh, yeah, if you're watching certain streams, if if you're watching anybody relevant, then they will have that song as the only song that plays. Exactly. And I just wanted to recognize that, and I, I feel like I'm back in high school, and it's it's liberating. It's excellent. It's exactly Agreed. what I want from Burnite Paradise without having to play it, so I've <laughs> I've gotten everything I ever wanted. So you just watch, you just watch Jeff Gerstmann play it, and you're good to go. <laughs> yes, Jeff Gerstmann, my hero and fashion icon. Hello, this is the third <laughs> part of the news, friends. Uh, <laughs> Fun fact. I... <laughs> Fun fact. Me and Ad- Avril Lavigne are exactly the same age. That's so same strange. birthday and everything? Yeah, same birthday. Have that's, you also been dope. married to the lead singer of Nickelback? Nope. <laughs> Where do the differences end? Are you secretly uh, Canadian? Nope. Well, uh, uh, part of Commonwealth. Have, have you, uh, Charles, have you died and been replaced by a body double? Oh, that's, oh I, my gosh. I went down that rabbit hole a while back. I don't know why, but I remember hearing about it. I'm like, what? And it's really creepy. <laughs> Is it true? Do you think, Brian? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, the evidence stacks up, though, from memory. Open and closed. <laughs> Solved it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But yeah, sorry, that's just my only yeah, random fact. Oh, that's good. I'd love to hear people's commonalities with, cel- with, with uh, past, past prime celebrities. Uh, for example, I, I like Roseanne Barr, play Battle Royale yes. games. Okay, yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the final bit of news is just that uh, Jeff Gersman owns a very good shirt that says Burnouts across it. Uh, I like that shirt a lot. I think he wore it. I think the first time I saw him wear it was, uh, this is such a fashion watch. Uh, I think he wore it during the Giant Bomb E3 last year. And I became enamored with this shirt, and then I saw him wear it again last week, and I was like, okay, the time has come. And I ordered it, and I'm wearing it right now, and it's very is, good. Is is it one of the shirts from Sebe that he has? Yeah, uh, I don't think I got it from the same people as him, so I can't remember if it's like okay. if that's where it's originally from. I, I'm going to drop a link of a shirt that Jeff Gerstmann wore that I immediately purchased as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I saw him wear it. So oh, go ahead and yeah. Click on that link. I, I own that shirt, and I wear it for regularly. Do you, I saw Donica, uh Excuse me. I saw Danica Harrod wearing a shirt that said "Garbage" the other day on one of their shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was exactly this, but I think it was. I almost yeah, wanted this, to say it was like a hoodie, though. Yeah, the, the, I think you can get this as a hoodie. So nice. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah I, 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 I I saw Jeff wear that shirt one time, and I was like, I have to own that shirt like immediately. Oh, there. And now a, I do. It's not. It's not only been one time that I've seen Jeff wearing a shirt, and I'm like, how, <laughs> "Mama must have." How can I get my hands on this? Uh, this is the first time I've acted on it. Yeah, he he wears that uh, that one uh, ni- the Nike swoosh shirt where it's like pixelated out. 
Yeah, Like yeah, it's yeah. being censored. I love that shirt. I want that shirt. It's a good shirt, too. Gosh, Jeff Gerstmann, tell me. He's, I mean, you, he's a good how dude. How are you doing it? How are you finding him? He's, he's a real legend. His fingers on the pulse, man. I love yeah. it. Anyway, I think that's all the news that I have. That I have. The Cassandra News Corner has ended. All right. I think that that means that that's the end of the news. <laughs> so we can we can talk about some video games. Yeah. Uh, Vader, why don't you start with some with talking about a video game because Cassandra just talked a lot. Yes. I'm sure she needs a break. Well, get ready for negative corner because Sea of Thieves oh, is no. rubbish. <laughs> Agreed. It's a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even think it's justified to be called a game. There is no game in that game. It's, it's like sandboxy, I guess, would be the, the designation. A, yes, in a very negative sense, because yeah. it's literally just the sand. There's like, <laughs> it's not a metaphor. It's just literally just sand. <laughs> <sighs> There's no progression in it. No, there isn't. It's really dumb. The... People say, oh, it's better with friends. And my response is, so's tic-tac-toe. Or noughts and crosses. <laughs> what do you want to call it? Like, anything is better with friends. And Yep, yep, thank you, thank you. I, right. I actually really hate that argument that's like, oh, this, this, like, this game sucks, but it's fun with a friend. Like, everything yeah. is fun with a friend. So like, is a line yeah. at the DMV. Like, what do you yep. think? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything could be better with a friend. Um, so, it is better. It, it is better. <laughs> with with people <laughs> i started solo and like i someone said to me that's kind of like dark souls it doesn't hold your hand and it's completely oh. not like dark souls <laughs> what a boring response what a totally ridiculous response and it is funny because that's like the go-to uh it's kind of like dark yeah, souls, it's like dark souls <laughs> but what dark souls does is it it doesn't hold your hand but with very clever Level design, very clever enemy placement. It teaches you how to play the game. Like, it puts the enemy facing away from you, teaches you that you can backstab. It places the enemy running away from you to, to teach you about don't chase people blindly because you want to run into a trap. And it, it does these things to teach you. And you might not even realize you're being schooled, but you, you're being very much schooled in Dark Souls tutorial mm-hmm. levels. There is nothing in this game. I literally started, and you're in a pub, and it, it has the look like it's going to be like a there's going to be an adventure starting. And like, I was kind of hyped for this. Okay, I'm going to go on a on a pirate adventure and have some shanties. Um, or listen to some shanties. But no, like you literally wake up and you're just in this town. It did the really annoying thing that the ukulele does. Cause I guess it's related to the same people rare. Uh, like you talk to people and they make just stupid noises instead of actually having spoken dialogue. <laughs> yeah. And then the the text it was like this bartender, and it was I couldn't read it because she was they were using weird replacement words, and so I just couldn't make sense of what was going on. It's like I'm not talking to NPCs anymore. So I just it was dumb. Like it was just this is it was irritating right from the get go. And so mm-hmm. then I hit it. Hit, I went out into the the village settlement, found a witch lady to give me I think requests at that point. Like you do. Yeah. And then I couldn't actually see my boat. So I was like, well, what do I do? And so I ended up just running, swimming around the island because they're really tiny. Found this mermaid person with a, a flare gun, well, like a smoke gun. Like it was like putting smoke into the air, like a, a signal. Talked to the talk to the mermaid. I found out later that it actually has a message saying return to ship. But the waves were so choppy, I didn't actually see that message. <laughs> I just hit X. <laughs> warped to 
middle of the ocean. There was another mermaid. Then I saw it warp to ship, clicked on that. And then I was on this little tiny island, like maybe the size of a large living room. <laughs> okay. And my big ship was there. And I had a, a piece of paper saying I had to get a black pig and a pink pig. And there were pigs running around the island. So I spent 15 odd minutes chasing these pigs, trying to kill them. It died. But you're not, you're not supposed to kill the pigs, like, yeah. right? Well, there was no other way to catch them. I, fe- I worked out I could feed them, but nothing happened when I fed them. I later found out that there is a way to get cages. But yeah. get this. Yeah. You, get the, you go to the person, the quartermaster, whatever they're called, get a, get a resource quest, a merchant quest. You've got to go to your ship, put the quest on the table, get your team to vote for it. And even if you're solo, you still have to vote for your own quest that you just put down, which is dumb. Then you, yeah. then you have to go back to the quartermaster and say, hey, you gave me a quest 10 minutes ago to get uh, to catch a pig or a chicken. Can I have a cage to do that quest? Take the cage, take it back to your ship, and if you need two pigs or two chickens, you have to go back to the quartermaster, get another cage, go back to your ship, <laughs> and then you can go do your quest. It's just dumb. Like, why is the cage just not a default item that you have? Right. I think I I am I am deeply dissatisfied with everything I'm seeing about this game. Like, they have made like super errors like on two fronts, which is like if you want a game whose main uh, progression is like getting better stuff, better looking stuff, like no stats attached to it, just like better looking stuff, then you should probably place more of a place more of an emphasis on character creation uh which you don't really get to do nope, uh, and then you should also be able to see your character like it should a- be yeah. third person it should be a <laughs> yeah. third person game exactly like there's a reason the destiny is third person like this is how it has to go and then if you're not going to do that and you don't want to put that emphasis there which is like great i am i am very interested in hearing about non-loot based games at the moment then like m- put real like you put a game into it like there the the extremely like just uh what's the word i'm looking for um just like insidiousness of of this like obsession with okay they have like a great looking uh world and like yes i'm sure it's extremely fun with friends and when you make your own fun which i love to do after i spent 60 dollars to pay people who are supposed to make some fun for me what i really love being told (laughs) is to make my own fun uh and then they just don't like the quests don't seem to get any more like interesting like you have three brands of quests they seem to increase in difficulty on an axis that is like not compelling uh it's just like more chickens or like more yes. steps to a riddle like what is fun about that especially when like like you described like you have to do such ir- irritating things like having to go back to an island to pick up crates that could have just materialized on your ship when you took the quest yes like why not yeah it is it's a game purely for fetch quest it is the game is fetch quest there's nothing else to it uh i've I, I honestly thought when I first started that there was going to be like you get better weapons and you can do more damage and there would be harder monsters and that would have been a better game mm-hmm. if there was a progression. I It took me ages to get my first gold coin because uh, I wanted to get my day one patch. Mm-hmm. You can buy a, like, an eye patch. You can buy a day right, one eye yeah. patch with a one on it. 
And I was really like actually the most fun I had was when I first got my first bounty successfully done. I was like, okay, cool, I've got some gold. And then I had this sinking feeling like, what's the point? It's just cosmetic. And I, I'm not a cosmetic guy. Like I don't give a care what my character looks like. I want to enjoy the world um, that I'm playing in. Not, I don't really care. And then I realized that the only point of spending hours chasing these bounties or whatever the mission is is to get gold. And the only reason to get gold is to buy cosmetics. And it seems like the price curve for those things is like Ridic- astronomical. I'm glad you brought that up. So you can some of the stuff is not bad, like the personal stuff. But if you want to get, you know, like cool pirate ships have like those uh, carvings mounted on the front of their ship, and they're supposed the to bring good, or whatever. yeah, bring good luck, and often like a mermaid or mm-hmm. or something like that. Seventy thousand gold coins for one of those. Jesus, I the most I've got in one quest is about 600. That it's it seems like they took some of the worst parts of like uh Battlefront Battlefront Battle 2. <laughs> <laughs> Like they, they, they were like, okay, we're gonna build a beautiful world and like check, like the sunsets look great, you guys. I'm extremely impressed with them. But then they took like all the worst parts of the progression and left anything. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's nothing story related. Uh, but also like you, even your like, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to interact with other players in that game yet, but that also doesn't sound great. No, the only time I've actually had a good, I've actually seen other pirates is when I've been on an island doing something and they've just blown up my ship and left me stranded. Yeah, and then, but there's also, like, like, even if you want to live, like, the agitative, uh, like, pirate life, like, you don't get to act, you don't get to build a fleet. Like, that seems like such an, like, a great idea. Like, why can't you capture other people's ships and, like, build a fleet or do something? Like, well, people yeah. can just respawn on their ships or whatever is what I've been hearing. Well, and they're going to start charging you for dying as well. Oh, that's so yeah. It's because in case you were getting close to seventy thousand gold pieces, <laughs> you can't yeah, have so, just running away with everything. But just I do just, have to say that I think it's very funny that like some people have just taken up like hanging out on like the quest islands, like the the where where you go to turn in your quests. And just, like, oh, waiting yeah. for people to come back with, with the items that they need. And then just, like, blasting those fools and taking their stuff. That's that is trash. really funny to me. Like, well, I, I I love the idea of just, like, I'm, I'm out on, like, like, an island for, like, an hour trying to catch these fucking pigs. I finally get back to the island with the pigs. And some dude just blasts me and takes my takes my hour of work. That's hilarious. Someone tried it. doing that. I was play- <laughs> actually playing with some people. And someone tried doing that. Um, actually, it might have been with um, Mr. Worry uh, on Twitter. Um, okay, friend of the show. Me and him were playing, and I was what, one I, Pete Lawson. Yes, um, I had some a little bit more experience than he did at this point, and so I was kind of giving, teaching him some stuff. And we were just returning stuff, and then just a, a shoe. We're on a little boat because it's a big boat, little boat. We're on a little boat, mm-hmm. and we're on the island returning stuff. And there's just a huge galleon rolls up beside us and just, just sinks our ship. And just starts cannoning at us as we're running around. It's like this is dumb. Like it should be a safe zone. There should be a safe zone mm. that you, even if it just means you're immune. Like they could shoot at you, but you're immune. And it was just kind of like, if the missions were fun, and there was a bit of a risk reward, and that stealing was like a you know a risk reward kind of thing, or right. there was a chance someone could steal your stuff, and it was fun. But it's just like what a dick move. That's what it feels like. Like. 
You know what's ironic is that Rare was just giving a talk at GDC about how they built certain things into that game to prevent player toxicity. Uh, like, I don't know if you know, like, the brig <laughs> on the ships, the, like, pr- little prison in the bottom of your ship or whatever, is put there so that, like, if you spawn into a multiplayer match or whatever with people, not, that's, well, it's not really a match necessarily, but if you spawn in with other people and somebody is being, like, trash, that you guys can vote and send somebody to the brig. Like, this was, like, an attempt at, at combating that kind of thing and yet there's like these wide open just like rips in that that cloth where like oh or you could just like sit outside an island and farm like noobs who are coming in and don't know that like if there's another <laughs> there's another ship there like you're toast like that's your whole that's your whole day done like yeah. that's such a glaring oversight yeah it's so dumb and i love it <laughs> yes well i was just trying to explain before how just unintuitive this game was so i was i when I was stuck on that island right at the beginning, the first thing happened, I had no idea how I got there. I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing, except I had this piece of paper saying, catch these pigs. And then I was like standing around like, what the heck do I do? And then I hear this voice and it's like, pink pig. I'm like, oh, my character talks. Maybe because I'm sitting around, it's trying to give me prompts. I'm like, that's cool. And I realized it was just some other dude on the voice chat that had got into my game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. My character says I should go get a pink yeah. pig. Nah, it's just this other fool who is also yeah. trying to and, figure this out. Yeah, and they, they were like, "What do we do?" And there was like three of them, and I thought they were buddies, but I think like two of them were, one of them wasn't. And I'm like, "They're like, what are we doing?" And, I, and me have no clue. I'm like, "I found a mermaid and got on this island somehow." And they're like, "Okay, I'll go look for a mermaid. Where is it?" I'm like, "Just swim around the island. You'll find it." And I'm like, "Oh, found it." And then they just suddenly appeared in front of me. It was just so dumb. <laughs> and then we we went sailing and this one kid, he just kept, I think he was the one that nobody knew and he wasn't talking. Everyone else was on voice chat and he just kept crashing into rocks. And I, and we're like, we're seeing, and I was the only one who worked out that you had to, and this was the only time I had fun where I was just like fixing the boat because I was just laughing at how useless the other kid was at driving. You should have that kid. You should have put him away. I don't think we know. But then. Zero tolerance. I, I ended up dropping out of that, went into another match and then, like, straight away, they left me on an island. Just abandoned me on an island. They were on voice chat. They didn't say, hey, dude, we're leaving. They just left. And I was like, ah, oh, thanks, guys. So I just exited and then went went solo. And you, I got a quest. I worked out how to do quests at this point, put them on the table and whatnot. But the map, by default, doesn't show you titles of the the islands and this is my bad this is to, to some extent so it's like it tells me the island i have to go to there are like 60 islands and oh, i have to just like zoom in or whatever yeah you have to zoom in but the map doesn't look like you can zoom in because it's a physical map like it's it's all it's actually really cool once you work out how it works so it has a kind of cool look to it but i had no idea you could zoom in <laughs> and so i just dumb luck went and found the, one of the islands and lucky I found it pretty quick because I think by default it gives you the islands that are reasonably close mm-hmm. to where, you, where you're based which is kind of good because it's pretty huge the ocean with the ocean um, but it's yeah, just that kind of... sorry go on it was just it's just too too big and too void like I was expecting to be finding treasure and things around the the place but there's just nothing i found this really cool cave they had paintings on the walls and and it had like a real cool like voodoo um piratey look to it you know caribbean kind of look to it mm-hmm. and it was just empty and it's like why isn't there like some kind of treasure in here 
there should be random treasure you can find. And apparently there is, but I haven't found any. Built that for the demo. I remember that from the E3 demo. It was, like, a really <laughs> nice-looking cave. And in all the streams, like, the, what you're talking about with the map, like, is also true for a lot of what's going on in that boat. Like, I've, mo- I've watched multiple uh, streams when it was coming out and, like, when it was in the beta. And even, like, the idea that you can raise and lower sails by going to where those things are anchored on the side of the boat. Like, I didn't see that happen until one of the most recent streams I watched. And I was like, oh, it would have never, I mean, I guess I originally, I eventually would have figured that out, but, like, that certainly was not at the top of my uh, list for, like, oh, okay, how do I figure out these sails? Like, I would have tried to climb that sail or something. There's no, <laughs> it would not have occurred to me, and I just feel like for for all this game, like, if you want to market your game as, hey, you know, you're going to have fun with friends in it, uh, I'm not saying they are, but, like, uh, if that's what you don't want to have doing. a sandboxy, <laughs> yeah, if you want to have a sandboxy game where you make your own fun, at the very least, take the time to make like like the fun is never figuring out in my opinion anyway figuring out how to work the ship itself like you should have a more standard understanding of what's going on in that ship like that brig thing like i only knew after i read that gdc article like i had no idea what you're supposed to do with the jail like and it just seems like that's maybe not that that discovery of how a ship works is perhaps not it should not be like the fundamental learning experience you have in that game I think it should be given to you a little bit more easy if you want to get straight to like the pirating and the pillaging and stuff and going solo is is very unmanageable because you just get picked on by squads and they should have servers if you're going solo should only have solo people I reckon like the little boats yeah Um, different hopper but like what there's no map like you have no map when you're when you're uh, on the helm i'm trying to actually mm. use sailing lingo but i'm failing really bad uh, <laughs> Boat. Sails. which which one is starboard and which one is port uh, mm. one of those you... is a wine and i feel pretty confident in that <laughs> uh Star- yeah so er- there's a wine earlier, for starboard too but if, earlier, if you're Cassandra, by- you you uh compared this game like just very briefly to destiny uh and that's the thing that I remember hearing a lot like before this game came out is everyone thought that it was pirate destiny. And I wonder if a little bit of this, like not obviously like this game just doesn't seem like it's very good, right. but I wonder if a little bit of this is also like being fueled by like, like un uh, like having the wrong expectations of what this game was going to be a little like, bit would, because yeah, I, I thought, I, I thought that it was going to be pirate destiny. Like that's, that's what attracted me to it in the first place. And mm. like, I'm glad that I didn't buy it because obviously that's not what I'm getting. Well, see, Monster Hunter is Monster Hunting Destiny. Yeah! Sure, sure. Oh, man, hold on, sorry, go on. I mean, De- Destiny is Destiny is Monster Hunter with space guns, uh, yeah. actually, but... Monster Hunter is OG Monster Hunter OG loot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, I didn't, I wasn't that excited about it because I'm Vader Van Nomates, remember? Yes, very <laughs> So true. I often don't... I often don't play online games with people. I, it doesn't work out time zone wise, whatnot. And so I wasn't that excited about this game. So I had very little expectations. I didn't play any of the betas. I was excited because I wanted to turn on my Xbox for once in its life. <laughs> and this is, a, well, I saw an article talking about how this is kind of showing of what Microsoft, the, the lacking of content in this game is what is, is, uh, I guess a metaphor for Microsoft's lacking in content in, in general. Yep. 
and the I don't fact know that if you heard, but the Xbox is one of the most powerful systems available. It's, it's super powerful. Uh, later, so it's it, it's weird that you would not acknowledge that at the beginning. I just it is it is clear. weird that we know. Um, did, can I can I make a confession while we're talking about turning on our Xboxes about what I use my Xbox for more than anything else? Door stop. Coffee table. <laughs> I use it for the CW app so that I can watch Riverdale when I miss it. <laughs> very good because there's good. there's no cw app on the on playstation that's Fair wild enough. there's no giant bomb oh, i'm sorry <laughs> I used, no i've used it for netflix i've used it for or netflix actually, maybe mine just doesn't work sorry anyway charles continue <laughs> we've got you oh, off what would i say but yeah i i had no expectations for this game i honestly cannot tell you what's taken this game so long to be, get released there uh, there's sunsets they're they're not a small team. The apparently rare has two hundred odd people. Stuff. Mm-hmm. This game should not have taken this long. If Stardew Valley could be made by one dude, <laughs> in fairness, it took that one dude like six years to make that game. Mm-hmm. Go on. Don't care. That's. <laughs> I mean, also <laughs> al- al- also it's it's also it's too late to make this joke now. But they spent so long making this game because they had to really refine the crunch in- animation. That Wait. is important. Griffin McElroy being represented <laughs> in this game is the only thing I approve of, and I'm very happy to see you get a, you get an achievement for it. I love it. Yeah, is it well, for eating the banana or is it for yeah, finding the skeleton? It's for eating banana. Okay, because well, I, I know there's also a skeleton uh, of Griffin. <gasps> is there somewhere in the game? Yeah. The bad, the bad humor. Like it's it's too forced. Because I know, like, when they showed the trailer with the eating the banana, at e- was it E3 or something like that? Yeah. Everyone called, like, oh, you ate the banana, skin and all, ha, ha, ha. And it was, like, a big joke. You eat, mm. it ma- before you can do anything in this game, like, you walk out of the pub I mentioned earlier, you can't pull out your weapons, you can't open anything up. It forces you to eat the banana. Like, you have, that's the first thing you have to do before you're allowed to touch <laughs> anything else. And then you get the achievement, you ate the banana, skin and all, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, Really? It's. I mean, I mean, it is pretty funny. No, it's not. I think it's funny. It's I so mean, it's not funny how they like forced even it at in three. They ran away with it, and it was like, okay, brands. I love when brands take my good journo jokes and uh, like repurpose them for their game. So like, sure, yeah, I think sure. It's less than ideal that it's in the game itself, but the exactly. original joke was very good. Well, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, the <laughs> yeah. fact that it's now an achievement and it's like forced. And it's just it's forced humor, and I just was like, I was just like deadpan, like this is not funny at all. And I just was like, I can no. imagine, imagine <laughs> sitting on the couch and just like deeply, just deep dissatisfaction, <laughs> like in his eyes. The, yeah, I'm, I've been very disappointed. As I said, like I play by myself. I end up playing with a, a squad of people a few times, uh, people I know. And I, after playing with them for like an hour, I said, I, I, said, I can confirm because they were like, nah, it's better with people. I said, I can confirm this game is not fun still. <laughs> it is bitter like but not fun did you did you buy it straight out or did you get oh hell pass? no <laughs> oh thank god i know a the, friend of mine got it straight out and i feel so bad uh, honestly this game is a ripoff the, the, like forget and they're gonna bring microtransactions by the way that's their plan of course they are i mean look at that like that doesn't surprise me at all because that entire game is set up in such a way as to make everything incredibly irritating so that you can pay to make it less irritating get your fancy watch if you can honestly get any kind of like uh feeling of accomplishment out of that and the really sucky thing is that i know most of this money's gone on marketing they have marketed this game through the wazoo like 
at at PAX Australia last year, they rented a a ship, a sailing ship, where people could go to to, and they chuck on they chucked on like ten like ten screens, and they'd have people go on the boat to play the game. Like it was, Microsoft has spent crap tons on on marketing for this game. And that's where all the money's gone. That's what they've got trying to recruit. Um, but this game is not worth full price. It's not worth $60. I only think they've put a $60 price tag on it to push people towards Game Pass. It's a business decision because people look at Game Pass and go, okay, I can spend five bucks a month, whatever it is, and get right. this game right up. So this I just did the forty headliners for that service because that, that was like a recent thing, right? Yep, yep. So yeah. this is first, I think this is the first new release that's gone straight to Game Pass. Mm. Which also means they probably know it wasn't a very good game. <laughs> I don't know, it's, there's some cynicalness in there for me. But it's, um, yeah, it's gone straight to Game Pass. They put the price up high so people go, okay, I might as well get Game Pass. Because you could get a year's worth of Game Pass for the price of this game. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just did the 14-day trial. <laughs> Smart. And I haven't updated I've got a breaking news alert. Okay. Um, these Wendy's, uh, Wind- Wendy's known providers of square hamburgers oh, and yeah, delicious spicy chicken sandwiches has dropped a mixtape. Uh, it's called We Beefin'. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are five songs on this mixtape. The five songs are titled Twitter Fingers, Holding It Down, Rest in Grease, Clownin', and Four for Four Dollars. I have to say I'm a little disappointed with the titles of the songs. Not enough puns. Really, the only good titles are Rest in Grease and 4 for $4. Um, that's all for my breaking news alert. Wendy's has a mixtape. I heard about this the other day, and I, I, <laughs> I uh, as I've told every all the reporters that have called me, I don't have any comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a Wendy's here. Oh, wow. <clears throat> what a beautiful life that must be. I never go to Wendy's. Never mind. I'm not, I don't have a comment, and I will not talk about Wendy's. <laughs> You all need to come down to New Zealand and try Burger Fuel. That's some good burgers. Burger Field? But fuel. Like, fuel. Oh, fuel. Yeah, what sorry. if I want to go to Hungry Jack's? Is it Hungry Jack's where you are, or is that only in Australia? Uh, that's Australia. Okay. Is it's it so it's Burger King in, in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burger King's awful. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, Burger King is awful. We just go for You're the correct. frozen Fantas and frozen Cokes. <laughs> What's this other game on your li- on your list, oh, yeah. Vader? <laughs> it's one of the free on PlayStation Plus. Sorry, I spent ages yeah. on Sea of Thieves. I was salty about that. Salty seas for Sea of Thieves. But bombing bombing blasters is a complete rip off of Bomberman, but it's still fun. Uh, sure, sure. As <laughs> uh, as those games usually are. Yeah, it's. I haven't played Bomberman since my iPod Nano. And no, I did not misspeak. <laughs> it, I did have it on my iPod Nano. <laughs> wild i I love bomberman as a kid on the super nintendo my neighbor had it and would go play it like like for hours hours and hours and hours had all the strategies y'all ever play that uh that that xbox 360 game hexic nope no um it was like a it was like a puzzle game um which i never knew existed on the xbox 360 until like way after its time on the 360 (laughs) Uh, i knew it existed because i played it on my zoom all the time <laughs> so, that's that's what's up right there. That's even more obscure than my iPod Nano. Yeah, talking talk about playing games on our music players. Oh, I would yeah. I would sit sit at the sit in, at the lunchroom at work and play Hexic while I listen to some music. 
or a <laughs> podcast or whatever. I'd I'd play on the while I was walking to university. Uh, I went to university late. I was an old man already. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's the it's the original iPod Nano, and you had the dial, and it was really hard. So often the input wouldn't work correct, and so you'd die because <laughs> just the input correct. You had to like swipe around on that little circle dial thing. Uh, but yeah, bo- um, bombing blasters. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. It's free on PlayStation Plus. Uh, me and Odin and I have been playing it, uh, and it's quite fun. You can have like s- with me and Odin, it's you can have six other AI, and it gets a bit chaotic. Bombing busters, I think. Oh, busters! Sorry, I did it from memory. <laughs> I should have right. checked. <laughs> it's close, um, but it is a direct. You get all the same abilities as you do in in Bomberman, like that I remember. And so there's not much to say about it. It's free, and I think you can play online. You can blow up stuff. You're a robot. Check, any other, check, check. Any other questions? Uh, all, all things I am into. Hello, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's enough I said about to say about that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Bombing Busters. Ooh, it's on the PlayStation Vita. Vita means life. Vita means life! <laughs> I'll get married one day, and I will say that my vows will have been in play for them, and nobody can stop me. <laughs> oh, what a great tagline. Sorry. Who's up? All right. Uh, Cassandra, tell me about Nino Kuni 2. Okay. All right. I'm very excited. Okay, so I can't believe I didn't put this in the news section. You guys, next week I'm turning 25. And... Oh, yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't tell us. You didn't. I can't believe you it. told me to put this in the news section, and then I gave you access. Exactly, and then I to totally the news section, forgot. and then you didn't do it. <laughs> Great news, everybody! I know you're dying to hear. I'm turning 25 next week, and uh, as such, I got to solicit my sisters for video games um, because that's what you do on birthdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my younger sisters bought me Nino Kuni 2, and nice. I got to play it for a whole three hours before I allowed somebody to barge into my life and drink wine with me last night, which was a mistake, and I regret it. Uh, but from the three hours that I played, it is extremely good, and I'm very happy with it, and it is definitely 9 out of 10 game. Thank you, Polygon. Sorry. Uh, but, like, it's very good. And uh, so I played the first one a little bit, um, mm-hmm. probably, like, 15 hours uh, on the PS3, um, and then I had to give that PS3 up because it belonged to my other sister. Uh, so I didn't get to finish it, but I was always really into the art, the art style. Um, in the first one, it was much more hand-drawn, Studio Ghibli style. This one, it's not a formal alliance with them, uh, and the art is decidedly more... It's still, like, the, the essence of it is there. It is more in like i guess like in engine is what you would refer to it as like very 3d modeled as opposed to hand-drawn um it you can tell it most like with the characters themselves but like the the rest of it like the the backdrops for the towns and things look uh so far uh very similar i mean i've only been in the over the overworld a lot so i can't necessarily speak exactly for the towns but like the spirit of the thing is maintained um and it's the they have a new battle system that's not the same turn-based combat they had from the first one uh it's more just like active hack and slash but they have a really like neat and kind of deeper than expected uh just like switch off mechanism where you're like constantly charging up different weapons that you have uh and unleashing like better attacks when they get to a certain point so that's like it it 
I'm very much a big fan of turn-based combat. Almost all the games that I play are turn-based, like if I'm having the best time of my life. And uh, so the fact that I'm into this kind of gives leads, uh, gives gives me hope that one day I will be able to like enjoy something that's outside of turn-based JRPG BS. Um, but yeah, I'm having like a lot of fun with it, and it's very nice. It's like very sincere, which is uh, to be expected. Like it's very much a child's game. Uh, in terms of like the delivery, I mean some of the some of the like the action and like the uh, just some of the events are certainly not like G friendly. But besides that, it's obviously told from a like a childlike perspective, and so it's 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 nice in that way. It's very like reassuring, um, and I'm just like really enjoying it a lot. And I hope you both get it and play it very much. That that's that. Yeah, did, I want to. Did y'all know that? Uh, did y'all know that Razor has a has a cryptocurrency? No, I'm everyone has a cryptocurrency. So, I'm 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 telling you this because uh, I was I was made aware by one Wario sixty four on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, Nino Kuni two was on sale on Indiegala for fifty dollars and ninety nine cents, which is a little cheaper than yeah. the normal price for a for a Steam code. Um, so I went to investigate, uh, thinking about purchasing this game because you were talking about it. And then uh, Indigala informs me that if I pay with Razor Z Gold, I get an extra 10% off on store deals. Jeez. So I went to investigate Razor Z Gold, which is, quote-unquote, the unified virtual credits for gamers pay securely across an increasing number of games and platforms that accept Z Gold. Wow. Um, so that's, that's a thing that you and our podcast listeners now have to know forever. Did you hear that slap? That was me... Face palming. <laughs> that is, we, we we have we all just replaced something important in our memories with that information. Um, but yes, I, I want to play this game. Um. <laughs> I, I played it at PAX uh, last year, uh, me and my son. Yeah, and he and from what I understand, there's multiple different types of combat as well because he did his big, huge battle scene, and I did more of what you talked about in, in the combat. Oh yeah, I mean, I think um, I want to say I remember when they were doing the uh, the demos or whatever over at e- uh, was it, they had it at E three last year too. Uh, over here, I think they were showing some of the bigger battle. Um, so there's a couple different things, right? So inside of like your normal battles, you also have Higgledies, which you can activate, and they kind of show like a circle around them, and then they do like a specific thing depending on what kind of Higgledy they are. So those look like, from the perspective of somebody watching, they look like more like AOE kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then they also have the overworld skirmishes, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I've seen where it's kind of like. Um, you have different sets of soldiers around you um, that are good at different things, and you're trying. It's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors, where you're trying to put the strong ones against your enemy's weak ones, and you can rotate between the two. Yeah. Uh, and that's like base defense kind of situation. I don't know which one of those your son was playing, but there are there are definitely multiple different kinds of combat. I like that because uh, like, I really like uh, Sukadin, uh, which is an old RPG. I really like when RPGs have that grander scale. Because most can be quite uh, micro. You're you're playing, you're saving the world on a very micro level, where it's it's kind of not really how it would happen. <laughs> so I really like when like Sugaden was really cool because you had that you had the micro stuff where the, your main squad were going and doing things, but then you had this huge army you were building to right. fight on a grander scale in big scale battles. 
uh, and how you how you prepared them was how well you did. And so if they have that, it sounds like they have that in this, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it's unclear to me how you kind of imp- I think you gain a certain kind of like uh, special like king currency that you may use to bu- maybe buy different battalions for that overworld thing mm-hmm. that's kind of how it looked to me um, but I will say the the thing that I am looking forward to most about this game is getting into the kingdom builder like sim basically uh, where like you set up different you're like setting up a new kingdom um, and you're investing uh, basically your king XP or whatever into different buildings that then improve your weapons uh, and improve just like give you the resources that you need I love uh, Sims, <laughs> so I like simulations of a lot of kinds, um, and so like that's like I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. It seems like this game has a lot of like just like things for you to be doing at any given time uh, once cool. you get into the thick of it, and I think that so far like that is really its improvement over the first game. Um, that if you don't want to, if you're kind of like worn out through the grind, you can kind of redirect your efforts for a little bit, and I appreciate that. Cool. What's the pacing like of the the story? Is it lots too much chitty chatter, or? Well, since it's the beginning, I'd feel kind of unfair, like deb- like debating because it may be that it's like very heavy at the beginning and kind of thins out over the course of the entire game. So far, it's been, uh, like pretty constant like i said it's only like the first three hours so you're kind of constantly walking into cutscenes and things like that uh but i find it like i don't know i enjoy it like there's a lot that there's a lot of familiarness uh excuse me familiarity about this world from the first game uh but since it's from like kind of a very different perspective from the first game's protagonist uh it really like fleshes out more and uh so far i'm like really enjoying that it's 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 like the studio ghibli movie it is intentionally looking like like i i feel like i am kind of met like a few different factions of people um and that's been pretty fun so far nice um my other games these (laughs) okay so actually i'll talk so uh i got bloodborne from playstation plus uh this month for free good yeah, like what a uh-huh. what a what a crazy deal that is. Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about buying it for a few months now, uh, because certain people keep like shouting at me over the right. internet that it should be played. Uh, <laughs> I don't know not... who that would. Who that <laughs> yeah, might be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> these are not my kinds. I am not a. I don't. I am not a throw yourself against the wall until you figure something out kind of game player necessarily. Uh, I've played this game for. Well, one of the reasons I actually really got into it was because Waypoint was doing some streams lately where mm. uh, Donica and Natalie were doing it. And I'll tell you, man, representation in games media counts. Like, seeing women <laughs> trying to play... I mean, it's very successfully playing. Like, very... Uh, like, Donica does visceral attacks like nobody's business. Natalie's in there just, like, making gains, like, all the time. And it, it matters. Like, it's really exciting to see. And it finally kind of pushed me over the edge of, like, no, like, this isn't just something that, like, all the guys I know in my life are constantly throwing themselves <laughs> at. This might be something that I might uh, be able to entertain. And out of all, like, the Soulsborne games, like, Bloodborne was always at the top of my list in, in terms of trying out. Like, the aesthetic is very... Uh, interesting to me and i knew that there was a lot of like i even watching other people play it i'd always been really interesting uh really interested in like the plot that was being offered up in terms of like item descriptions and things like that yeah, so blood bloodborne is also the the souls game with the most like explicit plot right, which right, helps right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so seeing them go through it, uh, especially the beginning parts, I finally felt like I, cause like I've tried, I've, I've glanced at guides before and certainly there have been plenty of streamers, both men and women streaming this game for God knows how long. Uh, but I didn't have a connection to those people and I did with movie point and I finally like really paid attention and I felt yeah. confident enough that I could get through like this opening, uh, just like the introductory bits, like just getting to Central Yarnum and figuring out like, well, what happens if I go this way and understanding more of like how shortcut systems work and uh, understanding more like of how blood echo preservation is going to work throughout the game. Like those were things that really did not click with me. Um, and so now I've, like I said, so I've played about 30 minutes of it uh, straight up and down before I was just like, okay, I have to, this is not the day that I actually set out for myself. <laughs> so I have to get out of here. Uh, but uh, I had a good time and it definitely doesn't seem as impossible to me as it generally did before. And I still don't know that it's going to be something that I'll be able to like pour a lot of time into, especially when like, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's the best time to be a gamer. And I just, there's like so I, I have many games. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, there's just so many games that are m like more closely wick to my uh, realm of interest. Uh, not not the least of which is Nino Kuni, but also just like Monster Hunter uh, wicks much closer to my interest. Uh, Stardew Valley and just other games are much closer to what I, I like to relax with. And so, but knowing that I can go back into that and kind of try it out, uh, I'll probably get to wait till like there's people around. I think that that dynamic of having people in person with you to kind of like bear some of this terrible frustration uh, is something that I would really appreciate in term uh, in terms of that game. So that's something I kind of have on my back burner for right now. Uh, and then yeah, and, I, and, I, and I have offered my assistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. I don't want anybody to play I, I, the I will, game. I, I will always sit. play Bloodborne anytime <laughs> anyone asks. Yeah, yeah and I told up. you. Uh, I told you, like, my only problem with that is, like, people said that with Monster Hunter 2, and I appreciate it, but, like, if I'm going to play a game, like, I don't want to feel like I'm being carried through that game. Yeah, you you know? have to look cool. You have to be the cool one. You, you don't want to be, the, you don't be the, the, the lame nerd that doesn't It's not even necessarily do that. It's, it's the satisfaction <laughs> you get out of, like, learning um, like learning mechanics. Like, that's oh, yeah, what I playing the game is. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've always you. kind of buffed back at that kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, like I, I, I always I always do beat all of the bosses in the Souls game solo before I right. summon for them. I will get summoned for them all day, but I will not summon until I've beaten them solo. I'm playing offline. I don't want anybody popping up. I know that it takes steps, but I don't. I'm not taking any. I'm not taking any. Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving anybody any openings. <laughs> um, but besides that, I've also, uh, like I said, I, I play a lot of Monster Hunter and Stardew Valley on the regular. I got Stardew Valley on Switch. It changed my life. Uh, if you want to know about that, you can pop into my DMs. No, um, but <laughs> the, the newer things, uh, I got the remake of the Radiant Historia uh, on 3DS. Yeah. And you've played, so you've played this game before, right? So, so I, I played, yeah, I played the original, um, and I, I own the remake, but I haven't really booted it up much. Mm -hmm. uh, Radiant Historia is like, it, it is the, I, I guess like the, the way I try to sell it to people is it is, it is the modern heir apparent to Chrono Trigger. I don't like, like that sounds right. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a time travel story done well. And like the time right, travel right. makes sense in Radiant Historia. Yeah. Um, and that is like a big deal because Chrono Trigger, like, you know, what legendarily one of the best games ever. Um, and so I, I, I. I, it, it's hard for me to invoke that name, but it's like that's the name to invoke. Like, if you like Chrono Trigger, you should play Radiant Historia. Uh, yeah, it's 
I, I never had the pleasure of playing Chrono Trigger. That's my own failing. Uh, but I will say is that I was taken aback by how well the time travel is done in that game. Like, yep. it is everything you would want out of that mechanic. And I am extremely – it's extremely satisfying as a result. Uh, I never played the original one, so I don't have any baggage insofar as, like, which has done it better, which quality of life improvements and things like that. But I I really appreciate it for the same kind of reason that I appreciate the different uh, – like the different combat things, the different things you can do in Nino Kuni too. Mm-hmm. And Radiant Historia, if you're bored of something, you can almost always switch to the other timeline. And I adore that. Like I, I love being able to kind of switch in between and yeah. pick up loose ends as I want and everything else. So that game's been treating me really well. So uh, I have a question for you. Since you're playing the remake, are you playing with all the combat and stuff, or are you, are you playing the just the story mode? Oh, I'm playing with all the combat. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm kind of curious, like, I, I kind of want to go back, like, th- that's the thing is that, that's really nice for me is since I've played this game before, I kind of want to go back and just play just the story mode, which yeah. apparently, it seems like it's like, whenever you run into an enemy, you just one-shot them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which seems really cool to me, like, that's that's a really great thing that more games should do. For remakes, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Like, for, like... for just all games, I, honestly, oh, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, for sure. <laughs> like, for example, like, the Mass Effect games, like. I don't particularly care for the story of those, but if I did care for the story of those, I would not care for the combat, and I would just want to play the story. No, you just want to play the romance simulator. You want the dating simulator. Well, yeah, simulator. but that's that's why I play The Witcher. Uh, dream Daddy, but for Mass Effect, please. Yep. When, when and how? Uh, no, dream, dream Daddy, but for The Witcher. Ugh, there's art that... And the old Geralt. It's, it's just Geralt. Yeah, it's yeah. just Geralt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, was it um the in the combat of Radio Historia? Uh, I really enjoy. I I played Bravely Default not super long ago, um, and so the ability to kind of like uh switch around turn order and things like that, like for somebody who really en- enjoys turn based RPGs, uh, that's just just the little bit of spice that I need mm-hmm. to make another JRPG new and fresh again. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah. Radiant so History was... is great, and it makes me very happy that it's available to people again, because yeah. that game got weirdly hard to find, and it was very expensive. And it's a it's an Atlas game, isn't it? Uh, Atlas publishes it, I believe. I don't know who, okay. who developed it. Uh, God bless Atlas, and also I'm playing Persona 4 again. I'm sorry, everybody. Persona 4 Golden. I am, in fact, playing mm-hmm. that again. Oh, it's uh, co-developed by Atlas and Headlock. Uh, anyway, yes, Persona Four. Persona Four is a good game. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna judge. Uh, yeah, I just I wish I could get my life together. That's all. I wish I could stop playing Persona Four <laughs> just up to the point where I save Kanji, and then I'm sure. like, yeah, I'll get to this. But mostly, I just wanted to make sure Kanji was okay. Uh, yep. But yeah, that's me. That's all the games I've got. I'm gonna as soon as I get out of here, I'm gonna go play. 16 hours in Nino Kuni, and I'll have a lot more feelings about it. That, that nice. sounds like sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Well, I guess that leaves me um, to talk about some video games. Uh, Here we go. So the, the last time I was on this podcast, I talked about my my feelings with The Witcher about The Witcher. Oh, have you played The um, Witcher? No. I've. <laughs> we haven't heard about it, Brian. I, I don't. Know. I'm not familiar with that game. <laughs> uh, Charles. Uh, did, did I talk about did I talk about Hearts of Stone? I was in the middle of Hearts of Stone. Right? Uh, you were when, just starting it, I believe. I was just starting it. Okay, so I have obviously since finished both Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine, uh, both of which are outstanding. Hearts of Stone, like everybody seems to like Hearts of Stone more. I think I actually fell more into the whole. I, I, I fell more 
into liking Blood and Wine more, and I think a large part of that is because I spent so much time with Geralt and like with these characters, like his like. I just I cared about him so much that I just wanted him to have like his happy ending, and that's what mm-hmm. Blood and Wine is. Is it's the coda of the Geralt story, like the story. Like the, the, the this is a spoiler, I guess, but Blood and Wine ends with Geralt at his new home on a vineyard in this beautiful, uh, beautiful south south southern France, basically fantasy southern France. This is uh, people want to know. Uh, Jennifer, of course. Okay, alright, okay. There's, there is no Brian, other choice. Spoilers, I'm just starting the DLC. There's no <laughs> other choice. Um, but, boy, like, I... I I had real feelings. I had real feelings <laughs> at, the end of that, at the end of that game. Like, it just made me happy to see that Geralt was happy. Like, and he was... He was finally able to settle down. Like, the... There, it's like a constant refrain throughout that game, and like you see it happen over and over in the game, is that no witcher ever dies in his own bed, and I like the idea that Geralt is going to get to die in his own bed. Is that the real tragedy, though? How is it a tragedy? I don't think it's a tragedy at all. Well, that isn't every warrior's dream to to die in battle. I I don't know. Like I th- I think he, I think he's just old and over it, and like he's like he and Yennefer have finally like come together, and like they're like you know they're happy and they yeah. do their thing and i i get it and he's fucking... asked you where siri was because i just want you to tell me the whole game so i can just skip it. don't tell me where <laughs> siri is i'll figure that out well because i get that but it's as the saying goes it's better to burn out than fade away you know i just i don't know a bit a bit of rest and relaxation is an r and r is is well deserved for Geralt. but i, I just get this feeling he'd want to go out in glory uh, yeah, i read... mean i don't know I, I, I guess it depends on like what your personal interpretation of Geralt's character is. Like right. that's true. My, that's true. Mine is that like he, you know, he was exhausted by the end of it. Like, I, and especially like the ending that I got for I don't want to I don't want to speak on everything in the end of Blood and Wine since I know you're playing it right now, Charles, or going yep. to be playing it soon. Um, I don't, so I don't want to speak on everything on it, but like the ending, the, the the ending, like it was really satisfying for the fu- the finale of that game to be. He had his last night with his with his old buddy, and then he wakes up the next morning and he goes home and Yennefer's there and they just settle in and yeah there's they some get nice to talk. fucking yeah they, they get to get to sleep in it. late and eat grapes and drink wine and it's just a, it's a good life and Geralt deserves that. Fair does enough. Not have sex. He's a good My boy. Geralt does not. Uh, does not your, your Geralt is wrong because Geralt and Jennifer <laughs> have to have sex on the unicorn at all times. Well, <laughs> oh, no, Geralt you read, is celibate. Thank you. Have you read the book Just uh, the Legend or Legend? Uh, no. Like as in the Witcher book? No, the book. It's a book called Legend. No, Dross, no, no Dross the Legend. It's about <laughs> the first book. Uh, um, David Gamel, I think, is the author. Yeah, David Gamel is the author. It's a really good book. You should read them. But the very first book he wrote was actually at the end of a hero's life. Um, okay. And he was this great hero, Druss the Legend is what he's known as. And he retired and basically he got, he was old. He had arthritis in his knee. And the book's basically about how he goes to his last battle to die. And he, sure. he, t- he takes up this battle because he wants to go out as a legend like how he used to be yeah. and he, he got sick of his retirement and i really like that concept and this is the first book in the series and then the author's gone and written after and before in this world okay. and that that the very first book he wrote was about the end of this this hero's life and it was just 
very it was very cool. And I, I when you mentioned um, Geralt and, and, and retirement, I imagined him, yeah, maybe retiring for a while, but maybe going out for one last hunt when he's kind of at the end of his days. I don't know. I think um, I, I think he's happy. Like I think Geralt is he's he's got he's got his Yennefer. He knows that Ciri is safe. Like it's all good. Like I thought you said he knows the series is safe. Like he knows the, he knows I the Witcher rest. series is safe. Finally, I can rest. <laughs> the Witcher three is complete. <laughs> Until the rumors of Witcher four. Uh, CG Project Red uh, actually recently said that they cannot do a Witcher four because it was always conceived as a trilogy. But they made. Dude, I want a Witcher one remake. That I would like, be very okay with that. A Witcher one remake in the so Witcher three engine. For that. Yeah, like b- remake both of them. Like this right. whole. Uh, this was also not in news. My bad. But uh, y- uh, Yakuza Kiwami two is coming out in the states later this year. Yeah, which is crazy because didn't Kiwami one like isn't they, that coming out? Uh, Kiwami one or out. six is coming out recently. Or yeah, soon. six is coming out in April. Um, okay. they pushed it, I believe, because it was originally supposed to be out already. I, yeah think and uh yeah so yakuza uh, 2 kiwami is coming out uh and i am such a big fan of the idea that you would just remake all your old stuff in the new engine for people as i mean especially for something like yakuza but witcher's not too far from that either for no. for for people that have like the first iterations in your series is basically unplayable uh so like why why not like it's extremely popular i would love that yeah, I, I would be pretty mm-hmm. into it. Because I, I, I have gone back and played some Witcher 1 and 2, and boy, those games are rough. Right, yeah. And that's a bummer, because like as somebody, like the Witcher series is built for me, and yep. made for me, <laughs> but the fact that I can't start off at Witcher 1 is one of the main reasons I haven't really d- uh, dived into Witcher 3. Like, yeah. that, that resistance in me has not yet be- been eroded, and I desperately wish a new Witcher 1 would come out. Yeah, I think I, I think the the thing that I can recommend is pick up some of the books, read the lore of The Witcher, like read right. the story of The Witcher one and two on like on the internet, and just fucking play it, like because it is unbelievable. Sorry, like, I have to play six Yakuza games first. Yeah, so. sure, sure. <laughs> Seven, right? Because there's zero, also zero. Yes, I'm playing Yakuza zero right now. It's another game I'm playing. It's very good. It's so good. I'm playing yes. a lot of games. Yakuza Zero is uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. I've never played any of those games, but I've always been interested in them. Oh, I, they're really it. good. They're really good. I started with three. Um, I went off them because they're a little too violent to play around the kids. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But now they're old enough to handle violence, so <laughs> I had to get back, back into them. Into it. <laughs> I, I listened to the Watch Out for Fireballs about Yakuza One, I believe, and it was it was sounded good. Like it sounds like it's... an interesting game. It was so far from anything I would have expected about that game. And the story in Zero, I mean, I think this is true, like, throughout the series, but the story in Zero is so good. It is it is easily one of the best narrative games I've ever played. Yeah, and they're very good. Uh, have you played enough. The Witcher 3, though? Mm, no, because I'm waiting <laughs> on The Witcher 1. Oops. You're Witcher, we're waiting for The Witcher 1 Enhanced Enhanced Edition? Yeah, yeah, Enhanced Enhanced. <laughs> I'd never played any of the first two witches, and I don't feel like I was missing out. I think they do a good job. They do. Like it gives me a reason to not play Witcher Three. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Meet my demands. (laughs) There are definitely characters that show up from those old games that you don't wouldn't know. But they do a good job in the game. They do a good job of like kind of like catching you up. Yeah. Not always. I think that some characters just kind of pop up out of nowhere, and you're kind of expected to know who they are. But for the most part, they do pretty well. And plus, it's it's really become just The Witcher. The three was hidden in the logo, so... 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's, it's just The Witcher Wild Hunt. It's no, there's no three, really. Yeah, and they did that to try and show people that you don't have to play the others, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm, not convinced. Do it. I want, but there's so many games to play. Listen, that's the that's the environment we're competing in now. Like Witcher Three, there are so many games that I can play from the beginning right now. And if that's something that I want, like you guys, Cyberpunk will be out eventually, and after yeah. that, you're gonna need something new. And I'm saying it should be Witcher. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe Cyberpunk is like the Witcher in the future. It's the Witcher world, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, no I, I'm very, I, I'm very excited for Cyberpunk. I really hope that game is good. Like especially now, like now, now that I've f- absorbed myself into The Witcher Three, like anything that they ever make in the future, yeah, I'm gonna be head he- heads in, he- head in, diving <laughs> in head first. Yeah, they've done themselves proud. Um, so I started playing uh, in in my continuing quest to play old games, uh, and by old games I just mean games that people aren't talking about anymore. Uh, I started playing Near Automata. Oh yeah. Um, the game seems real good so far. Um, I got a little bit past, basically just a little bit past the demo. Mm-hmm. I did the demo, like the part, the portion from the demo, which is the opening of the game, and then like two missions past that. Uh, and so I've I've picked up a little bit about like some things about this game through osmosis that I wish I hadn't, um, nothing too serious, but like, it was pretty obvious to me, like almost right away that like these robots in like the, the rubble area, like the, in the, like the, the wasteland area that I'm in, like these robots are not like enemies, like Mm -hmm. 9S keeps calling them enemies or whatever, but like they don't attack me. Like, they just kind of, like, wander around and, like, with their mouths open. Like, they're idiots. Right, and, right. It's that whole like, Colossus thing. Yeah, like, like very clearly, like, I... I like, it, it's very clear to me that at some point I'm going to feel bad for having killed a bunch of these robots. I didn't. <laughs> I'm an unfeeling bastard, though, apparently. <laughs> I don't well, okay. care about let me, robots, so... L- let, me, let me rephrase that. Uh, it's very clear to me that at some point the game is going to want me to feel bad for killing <laughs> these robots. <laughs> I so, would feel like, bad about killing a Colossus, but robots are a different story. Eh, I mean, I, it depends on the robot. Until uh, you finish playing that game, I guess, and at that point, then you love robots, I guess is what's supposed to happen, so maybe I would feel differently. Yeah, yeah, d- d- clearly you just haven't finished Nier Automata yet. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, and, and even, like, like in, in that first level, like, somebody says something about how, like, hey, these aren't these things, like, our enemies, but they're not attacking us. Like, yeah, dude, like... Very clearly, they're not enemies. They're just, like, these idiot robots. And, like, like I said, like, I've, I've picked up some things over the course of that game being out and people talking about it that maybe I shouldn't have, but... Please stop killing my dumb son robots. I'm trying, yeah, I'm, just I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not killing your dumb son robots. <laughs> I'm very clearly, very explicitly not doing that. Mm, but are you enjoying it so far? How... Yeah. The, the combat mechanics and that stuff always... Whenever I see it, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's just like, like Rush, right? It's an like it's Rush an easy stuff? platinum game. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah. It's okay. like a it's, 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 it's 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 like bayonet on easy. Right, right. That was always like that's always like the biggest bummer. I love the idea of bayonetta. I wish desperately that it had a real con- like a more uh, traditional combat system, maybe like because sure. I. I love that bullshit, and I would, if that game was something like, uh, 
like just like a JRPG, like I would play the shit out of it. I just play it on easy. Yeah, but then it's just There's like, no shame in that. It's it's not like I don't think I can like I just don't like that combat at all and i don't i'm not of the i am he's not like the the, the combo based platinum yeah and i'm not of the community where i mean i don't think that bayonetta is a really big uh option for this anyway like where you just like i mean you're talking about playing through radiant historia again uh with just like no combat basically because you've already Mm -hmm. played it and that's like fine and good but like i am not otherwise of the community of people who will play something for the first time on super easy just to like get through it to the end because at the end of the day like that mechanic is half of the reason why I want to be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like it has to be half story, half, half, like, uh, half, uh, mechanic that's going to lend to that story. And without both halves, like there, like I said, there's never been a better time to be a gamer. And, uh, and, uh, there's just so many more options, but it is kind of a bummer when I look at near and I hear people saying such great things about it. Uh, but I can't really get over in my head the idea of playing a game like that. I can understand that. Hmm. I like so I, I like a platinum game here and there. So yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah. It'll you know it'll it'll probably take me a while, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean that's that's more or less all the video games I've been playing. I uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm I'm awaiting currently a 3ds or a DS flash card uh, mm-hmm. so that I can hack my 3ds. I'm gonna do some nefarious things. Uh, one of my, one, one, one of police. my several, one of my several 3ds's. Um, there are three within eyeshot right now. That's, that's too, too many. many. Did you know that's uh, too many DS's actually? <laughs> I, you don't want to know how many I own. Some might <laughs> We're not say anything over that. one is too many DS's. In fact. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would argue that two is okay. Why? If you want to trade Pokemon, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, what if I want to hack one and have one still be stock? You can't hack things. That's illegal. I don't know why I... you would mention that on this public podcast. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the cops are going to come. Your cops are coming for me right now. Oh. Right now. Is it? Is it? I don't think it's illegal to hack it. It's illegal to use the it's hack. A pirate. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. When the police come and question you further. <laughs> Skynet's listening. Exactly, and it's um, me. By the way, it's actually yeah. me, and I'm calling the police. Yeah, Cassandra Skynet, as it turns out. <laughs> Makes sense. Terminator Cannon. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna pretend that I didn't say that and that you didn't catch it. <laughs> I'm deeply aware of the horrible mistake. I know, I know. you, you, you just reacted made. immediately. <laughs> it is only by virtue of my excellent breeding that I am remaining composed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's the end of video games. Let's let's stop talking about video games and then talk about some video games. Uh, Charles, you posed a question to the the listeners. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> or Matt, uh, Matt did. did. Somebody, Matt somebody did. did, but I, somebody I, I don't did. have the question up. So, oh, dang it! I always forget to write the question down. Uh, <laughs> let me get to it. Right. We'll just vamp for a second. When I first looked at this, when I first looked at our show notes, and I saw the answers, and then I saw that we had like gone in like an order. I saw my name next to one, and I was like, I didn't say that. I would never say this. <laughs> I would never say anything like this. I would never say this. And I would I never. I would never say PlayStation Four. <laughs> I would never mention PlayStation Five online on the internet and let Sony know that anybody thinks a PlayStation Five is ever going to happen. I would never do that. <laughs> okay, the question is: If you had to play one, only one console, past or present, for the rest of your life. What would it be and why? <clears throat> uh, yeah, so 
Our first answer answers from Petrified Wing at Petrified Wing on Twitter, uh, who simply says the Bloodborne machine. That's a pretty good what and why. Yeah. Uh, that'd be yes. the PlayStation Four and why Bloodborne. Sure, agreed. <laughs> and we have uh, Twitter Hermit at Stephen Avayu. PS4 for sure. It's got all of the third-party stuff I want with stuff like Witcher 3, Deus Ex, Prey, or Doom. But the real killer is Bloodborne. I've had the Platinum for over a year, but I just started another run through the Chalice Dungeons and I couldn't be having more fun. Y'all, Bloodborne is so good. This is some kind of cult that I wasn't aware of. Uh, Yep, uh, we are. (laughs) uh, Cassandra, did you know that this podcast is named after Bloodborne? No. That that's not. where the in, insight came from Bloodborne. Like the, the yeah. dark inside is like oh, okay. dark souls and insight is a thing from Bloodborne. So Oh god. No, I didn't. Yes, we're, <laughs> we're nerds. Oh, no. Okay, next is Chris at Baller Swag Sword. Uh shocker. PS4. Bloodborne is the one game that I could envision playing for the rest of my life. But if there is a PS5 remake, cursed cursed thing that they just mentioned, uh, I'll switch to that. Listen, you can't go around saying PlayStation 5 on the internet. I don't know how many times I have to say this. You're going every time Sony gets a little bit stronger, they add one more people to their hardware team. And I can't have that happen. PS4 is all I ever want to own. And this, sorry, this is me. Chris just wants a PS4. But me, personally, never say PlayStation 5 on the internet. That's against the law. <laughs> you just no, said no, it like four times. That, if it was, this is if it was this, Beetlejuice. I am Skynet, and I can remove this after the fact. That's not the point. <laughs> As she says that she erases the mention. Exactly. Uh, what nice. Talking about. Nice. Ghosting it. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. Uh, we've got Michael Prynne uh, coming in uh, at Michael Prynne. Michael underscore Prynne. Uh, PS4. Uh, so, we've got... What are we, 4 for 4 on PS4 so far? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the user-friendly networking is awesome. The software itself adds good features regularly and rarely has issues. Finally, the weekly sales are great for getting both big AAA titles and small indies. I could probably play it all my days and never run out of games, but he would just play Warframe, so it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> if there's one thing Warframe I know about Michael Prynne... Yeah, the Danny, Danny O'Dwyer one. Yeah, Danny, do you know Danny O'Dwyer lives in Maryland? Uh, I didn't know that because you told me that. Yes, I think about it all the time. <laughs> Danny O'Dwyer is so close. Danny, please, if you need anything ever, I know you're listening. <laughs> He's definitely listening Let to this podcast. Let me know. <laughs> uh, so if there's yeah, if there's one thing I know I know about Michael Pran, it's that dude plays him some fucking war for him. Yep, he's a pro. Uh, Crypt of the Necrokyle at Kyle Kirk. Yeah. Uh, Switch. The indie games library is on fire right now, and the probability and ability to put it asleep at any time just fits into my life so well. Woo. And we've got we've got a follow up from Thrins at Thrinza, and he just did the arrows up. He, just agreed. <laughs> he, he agreed. Conquers. You guys, it's important to know that uh, what was it? Um, is it GQ? Or somebody just came out with that new profile on uh, Eric Barone, Baron, the creator of Stardew Valley. And yep. I want you guys to know that Stardew Valley guy is hot now. And it's important that you know that he's, oh, yeah? he, his glow up is real. His beard has come in. Was he not always hot? I don't, I've never actually I seen mean, him before. I mean, he just, he, he, in the, in the other pictures that there were of him back in the day, he just looked he just like, an much like he'd been living, he'd been living in a living room with his sure. girlfriend Create, desperately build, trying to make a video game. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now it looks like he goes outside sometimes and I'm very happy for That's him. Uh, and probably has lots of money to spend as well. So much <laughs> money. Uh, but anyway, yeah. 
God bless the switch is all I'm saying. And also Eric Barone for making it happen. I don't know if Eric Barone was a vital part of making the switch happen, mostly for me, but I guess (laughs) a lot of people don't mention that. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's important. Barack Hussein Obama. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you call out my reference? Uh, Yeah, a lot of people don't mention A lot of people forget about that part. Um, Next, uh, 50 dexterity, probably 99. At 99 dexterity, I was just going to say dex. That's not how that works. Uh, PS3, easy. Yeah. PS3, easy, mainly due to there being a massive library of fighting games. Guilty Gear, Accent Core, Persona 4 Arena, hello. Capcom versus SNK2, (laughs) Darkstalkers, Marvel versus Capcom, Virtua Fighter 5, etc. Plus Dark Souls 2, heart emoji. Yes. Heart eyes emoji. Different, Different emojis. Oh. How dare you call me on the internet? Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, John, all I have to all, all I have to say about this, John, at ninety nine dexterity, is that none of those games let me kick your ass as Goku, so I'm not interested. I hear Goku's great, huh? He is great. Yeah, he, he fucking Goku's loves Goku. The, the best. Yeah. No, yeah. Agreed. Goku's the best. Oh man, uh, Dragon Ball Super. I think the final episode's this, supposed to be tonight. I think. Oh, the like the very final episode. Yeah. Are they are they not not running another season? It's just over. Uh, well, no. They, they said they'll probably be back, but this this arc is over. They said they'll probably uh, come okay, back okay. with some more. But what they've been doing, like once they got to 129, they like skipped a week and so had to wait two weeks for episode 129, and then they did the same for 130. <laughs> and so it's been dragging on. I'm like, and last week was 130, and I'm hope they're not going to skip another week this week because I'm really excited. <laughs> okay, I have to call this out. Um. This is a, a moment of pure, beautiful serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> is that as we're making fun of John for not liking Goku, this motherfucker drops into our Discord and drops off a Photoshop of Goku with the word garbage over his <laughs> chest. Rude. Uncalled for. <laughs> I'm going to ban him. It's very funny. I'm going like... to ban him. <laughs> oh, man. I want that to be the album art. I don't know who you talk to about that. That's pretty good. I do the album like up, and I'm album. not putting garbage Goku no! together. <laughs> then I want it to just be a picture of me, but I want my eyes to be with like a sensor bar, and I want the sensor bar to say garbage. That's also good. Anyway, you okay. can do whatever you want. You know, well, no, right. I'm happy for <laughs> suggestions. Did you just delete that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that there. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, let's, yeah, let, let's stop talking that. inside baseball about our Discord <laughs> chat. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Kyle Durbin at Kyle Durbin 19 uh, says the fat PS3 as it was backwards compatible with PS2 games. So you have the biggest catalog and that's a, that's definitely a smart move that I don't PS2 library pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> but ha- like, ha- have, you, have you considered the PS PS2 library? Mm, it is, it is very good. Is Stardew Valley in the PS2 library? Uh, it no. is not. All right. Well, seems like a fatal flaw. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, distracted. Uh, Bolter uh, at Tech Credo, and also known as Marmite Addicted. Uh, he just got addicted to Marmite. Anyway, the Xbox One X, without a doubt, it's the most powerful one with the best graphics and foremost, it's backwards compatible, so it has more games than any other console. I too witnessed. Hmm. <laughs> Witness Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, 
preservation of the Xbox One X, the most powerful console in the world. That's right. uh, anyway, uh, Daniel Kajawa at Dejo underscore K. Sorry about that if I messed that up, Daniel. Uh, right now, it's definitely the PS4 because it's the only console where you can play Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Did you know that, everybody? Nope. <laughs> did you Did you know the PS4 is the only place is the only place where this is available? This is it. It's true. It's and true, also and I've never Stardew heard Valley. it before. Yes, true. I do have. I own Stardew Valley on every platform that it has come out on, except unless unless it's been on out on the Xbox One X, the greatest platform of all time. <laughs> which case I don't. <laughs> which case I did not cop that. Oops. Uh, all right, uh, we've got a <laughs> big Papanito at Glaber's Nito. Uh, he says the GameCube. It's just so darn cute. Also, Mario Sunshine, Wind Waker, Eternal Darkness, and Freedom Fighters. Most, but mostly the whole darn cute thing. Uh, agreed. It is a very cute, very cute. Also, Animal console. Crossing. And so, also Animal Crossing. Boy, like, what important. a good game. My, the GameCube was my very first also, console. Also, Super Smash Brothers Melee. What a good game. Well, I'd rather we didn't bring that up. But uh, the... We're going to keep talking about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't <laughs> and know then, why you'd remind me of that. Uh, the uh, Animal st- Crossing, st- though, is very good on that. Yeah, it is. Shin, I, I, I still have my... On GameCube? I Shin don't move? think so. It was on the was Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Shamu. Uh Resident Evil 4, first on, first on GameCube. Boy, what a good game that is. That's a wild idea. That's so wild to me that Resident Evil 4 came out first on GameCube. Like, Resident Evil 4 was a GameCube exclusive for a long time. so crazy, and I love it. <laughs> I love it very much. Uh, next up, Bloodborne Greer at JG, JG Greer. Uh, assuming, I have every, ugh, assuming I have every game, I'd go PS4, especially after May 25th, and we'll have four out of five major Souls games on it. Just... I'm learning something today about uh, the nature of man. So, so specifically, like, like, let's talk about Jeremy for a minute. Um, our friend Bloodborne Begreer. Uh, my my dude hosts a Dark Souls podcast. Oh, uh, okay, he's forgiven then. So Only if is, you're making content about your desires. He, he is, is a content okay? creator in the Souls <laughs> upper the upper Souls community. I love it when people say content creator. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap so crazy he, he creates the hashtag content hashtag content uh this next one's you Bri. all right yeah uh so uh we've got mastercrafted matt at ninja badger 7 one of our co-hosts uh says hands down it's the amiga fantastic range of games like dune 2 sensible world of soccer gods and many others not everything has to be fancy graphics and battle royale modes which is pretty good and then a winky emoji emoji and then Bolta at Tecredo <laughs> calls him out and says, the Amiga was a personal computer, though. <laughs> if we can pick computers, I'd choose a monstrous high-end PC. It can emulate every console ever made besides the current besides the current generation. Yes, and then our man comes back at him, Mastercrafted Matt, and says, <laughs> yeah, I suppose so, but I never did any personal personal computing on it. Smile. I don't know what that one is. If we are discounting Amigas and alike, my vote is the SNES. The back catalog of games is the greatest. So he is he is bent to this pressure to choose outside of the Amiga family, and I think we all respect that. Yeah. I, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. So uh, wh- what uh, what would y'all choose? Uh, probably the Switch. Probably especially the Switch at the end of its life cycle. I mean, like, that's obviously hoping for the best but i think at the end of everything the switch will a have stardew valley very important thank you eric Byrne. uh but also it will have like a really good selection of ported over jrpgs and things of that elk which is entirely my shit and that's all i really need and i really like portable systems to begin with hmm good answer 
Brian? I... Honestly, like, I would probably also go with the Switch, like, for much the same reasons as Cassandra. Boy, that one really, really almost, really almost lost that one. For much the same reasons. But, like, as of right now, like, let's let's say that it's just the Switch's library right now. I wouldn't take the Switch. I would probably go with... It's a toss up between the 3DS and the DS with a with a game <laughs> with a Game Boy slot. Yeah, I feel that because both b- both of those both of those libraries. So the 3DS you get the 3DS and the DS library. Yeah. The the DS with the Game Boy slot you get the DS and the Game Boy Advance library, and those are both insane libraries. Those are all insane libraries. So I'd be happy with either of those, honestly. Yeah, After enough. the Switch, it's like so hard for me to go back to that tiny screen. Like I, Yo, but- that's the only thing. Play, play your play your 3DS in 2018, you coward. <laughs> um, I, I think... I stole, that's that's a tweet I stole from somebody that was a ver- that was very funny and made me made me giggle a lot. Calling the law again. Go on. <laughs> I stole a tweet. <laughs> Charles. Yeah, I think I would probably be PS4. It's there is a lot on here. Um, that are really good games, and there is still, ba- despite what other people said, there is backwards compatible games that are available. Like you can mm-hmm. still purchase them, or like most of the good PS One games are purchasable. Yeah, I feel like at this point we're assuming that if you whatever console you pick, you own every game for that console. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I can't believe nobody said the Vita, and I'm real sad now <laughs> because the Vita is literally what I described about the Switch. It really except is. Except it doesn't have, except it doesn't have Stardew Valley on it. But, but it means life. That it does, and it has like all the JRPGs on it, and it's really good. It does for have that. a lot of JRPGs, and boy, like that PS1 catalog on the, on the Vita is great. Yeah, oh, and I love the Vita. Love you. Play some Parasite Eve, like. But most of those you can life. get on the PS4, can't you? Like a lot of the Vita RPGs yeah, but are available I would on PS4. Play them on the Vita. Like yeah. I love that the portability of JRPGs cannot be overstated. Like Agreed. uh that's like the most important thing. Uh, also so many people said PS4 already. I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, enough. Charles, were you still saying about your your pick? No, that's that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, like if you pick the Switch, Dark Souls 1 is going to be out on that thing soon. Also. Yeah, sure. That's true. Irrelevant. So S- Switch would probably be irrelevant. a good contender for me as well now. I've never been a portable gamer until the switch and i just play it sitting in front of my tv so it's yep. not even portable <laughs> <laughs> I, I i sit at my desk with my fucking monstrous computer and play my switch <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah, i've never plugged my switch into the tv like i have only ever ever used it as a handheld but i also modded it so it has like that uh, the atomic purple uh case so like I just oh really like looking nice at it. yeah so the first time i ever did anything like that and it worked pretty it worked okay there's some stripped nails in there but like besides that <laughs> i want to get one of those uh one of those d-pad uh joy con mods yeah yeah yeah. god it's such a pain d-pad's like the worst yeah. part. anyway <laughs> i did i did see i guess that, that's a small bit of news that we didn't talk about earlier is that hori is making a d-pad joy con mm, yeah I saw uh, that. that will be coming out in like july or something like that so hopefully i can just get my hands on one of those and problem will be solved yep Hold on, I gotta look at this. What the horror thing? Yeah, yeah, because I've heard complaints about like for certain fighting games and stuff, the D pad on the Switch isn't very good. Yeah, yeah. well, because it's not a D pad. It's well, yeah. fucking. It's four buttons. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, here you go. Did you did you find it? 
Yeah, I'm just looking at it. It's a nice okay. blue. Yeah. And with uh, the yeah, Lego I'm coming I'm wondering out, if... I need to get a second set of Joy-Cons, so it might be good to get a slightly alternative version like this. I got, I got, yeah, I got, I got the neon, neon green and yellow, or green and pink ones as a second set, and I'm very happy with them. I just find it hilarious that the name Hori here in New Zealand has a very has a different meaning. Spelled like that, or no? I believe so. Um, it's it means someone who's like doesn't really care what the what they look like or about what they're doing. So like Hori, so they wear like jandals and socks. And, and like rugby shorts out to the shops. Is that is that not spelled H O A R Y? Nah, yeah, no. Or, that kind of hoary is like frost, isn't it? H O A R Y, like the hoary frost. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. I'm sorry. So it's, nailed it. Yeah. Sorry. So it's just funny uh, that hoary has a different meaning here in New Zealand. <laughs> well, hoary has another meaning here in the states too, Vader. But we don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about that among polite company. Right. Yeah, not in polite company. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't want to know. <laughs> I think it's time to end. <laughs> yeah, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Set us free. Um, so yeah, so uh, this is Dark Insight. It's a podcast um, that you Did listen to. Did you know to. that name is from Dark Souls? It's from Dark Souls and Bloodborne, actually. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Um, um, actually. <laughs> actually, great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, sir. But I just I just realized that I'm trying to do the podcast wrap-up, and we haven't even done the personal wrap-ups yet. Uh, so, uh, Cassandra, you go first. Uh, why don't you tell us where we can find you on the internet, what you do, if you do anything. Oh, okay. Hi. Uh, so, my name is Cassandra. That's how it's pronounced. I just want to make that clear. And I, I pronounced it correctly <laughs> that time. Unlike some mistakes that have been made throughout this recording. One mistake. Uh, all right, uh, no, it's fine. My good breeding forbids me from mentioning anybody by name. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at West, like Kanye, underscore rights, spelled the normal way. I don't do anything. I work a job, and it has nothing to do with content creation. I'm so sorry. Uh, but you can feel free to come be friends with me. I talk about video games all the time. The, what, what she actually does is yell at me in the DMs all the time. He likes Eli Manning, and I don't think is it that one. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's Peyton, probably. Whoa, Brian really likes the Manning brothers, actually. Whoa, and everybody knows Manning. Nobody can forgive the Colts from Baltimore. All right, thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so so uh, Charles, uh, I'm from Indiana. Uh, Cassandra is from Baltimore. (laughs) Uh, The the Baltimore Colts are were were an American football team that no longer exists and are now the Indianapolis Colts. And she holds that against me like I had anything to do with it. They were stolen in the middle of the night, and he glorifies <laughs> <By> Brian. <the laughs> and Brian he's a stole them. And exactly. Literally, Brian. And it's just not something I'm prepared to <laughs> forgive him for. Or is anybody in Baltimore prepared to forgive anybody for? Like, we have the Ravens now, but they're AFC. Everybody knows that. And I, I do, I do oh. think it's very... I, AFC? Uh, oh, no. AFC. Oh, God. AFC. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I do think it's very funny that, like... Uh, Baltimore, like when when the Colts visit Baltimore, they refuse to use the Colts name uh, yeah, when they play true. the Ravens. <laughs> that is very, the that is very funny. Indianapolis Football Club. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people remember here, and yeah. it doesn't feel good. <laughs> In fairness, it was only like thirty years ago, so people that oh heck, a lot of them are still alive. That long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's worth mentioning. It was maybe a little while ago. <laughs> I was, it was, it was in nineteen eighty four. 
Oh man. <laughs> My parents were here. And they none remember. of a, none of us were alive yet. No, I was, <laughs> except for Chuck. Well, I'm just. A, well, I was, oh yeah, I'm also accepting any kind of birthday congratulations. Again, at, at West underscore rights, you are more than happy. More than welcome to tell me happy, happy birthday. It is on March 29th. Thank you very much. Uh, do you want to do you want to give out like your PSN ID or like your Steam ID so that people can give you games? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, just your PayPal email. <laughs> DM me directly for my Amazon wish list. There's a number of games that I have yet to acquire somehow. It's unclear to me. Uh, and yeah, I'd be, ha- I'd be happy to give you my social security number if it means I get a free game. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to right. know, when you described your Twitter name, you described West as the Kanye West. Why isn't it West as in the direction? <laughs> um, that's what I ask myself every day but since i've been a child it is uh what i was like whatever like in middle school i guess like is that is is when kanye came out uh into the world and since then everybody always referred like first of all when you tell somebody your last name is west they think it must be a more complicated spelling than it really is uh because that's just like too simple and then if they believe you that your name is spelled that way they love they love to make jokes americans love to make jokes about kanye west to me it's true a white 20 something who's clearly not related to kanye west despite my best <laughs> efforts so uh yeah that's why it's it's a bad, it's a hard life it's a bad life you should purposely choose not to reuse the kanye reference then you're right yeah, i know but it's the only language that americans understand hot of the press uh this is very short um but it's very funny to me um so this is this is a serious subject uh so we know the the march for our lives is going on today yes um it's a very important very important thing uh just down the street in dc yeah yeah we're we're trying we're trying to get some get get some some measures of sensible gun control going in uh in america uh we're having a lot of trouble doing that but uh importantly the trending uh hashtag for march for our lives um is hashtag gun control now. Uh, there's a misspelling. It's C-O-N-T-O-L. There's no R. Oh, no, and it's very funny that. to me. <laughs> oh, there God, are, like there are, are 12.2 thousand tweets with the hashtag gun control now. Oh, oh God. How did we... This is why we can't make it happen. <laughs> this is why we can't make it happen. <laughs> that was another facepalm moment. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> America. <sighs> All right, Charles, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, VaderVanOden.com. I have a website. Yes. Um, the new thing that I'm working on now with my son is we're going to do a weekly catch-up and let's chat. So we're just going to kind of talk. And we did our first one yesterday, recorded it, and it was loads of fun. Just going to chat and talk to my son about what he likes about video games. So we're yeah. trying. Which, which is dope. There's, the, the, there's a very, very good episode of this podcast that is about... Or that, that was an interview of you and your son talking, and it was great. One of, oh, one of the best. I'm glad you like it. Um, so I'm, one of the we best. thought that was a good idea. Um, we like video games, and we like to share it together. So we're going to chat about it. It's So far, it's just going to be up on YouTube, but it's designed that it's, it's more of a listening thing. There, there are our faces on there. I apologize for mine. Uh, <laughs> but... But uh, it's something that you could listen to. So hopefully people get into it and listen to it. And if there is a desire and people are interested, we we may try and do a feed and get it up on podcast thing as an audio. Yay. Get them started young. Right. You have to get the yeah. kids started in the content young. Everybody yeah. knows <laughs> yep. that. We've been doing. Gotta, we've been doing. We do get them working videos. in the content mill. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing videos for a while on our YouTube channel. But yeah, we yeah. 
can try something they, they have custom hats and everything. Yes, we do. Very good. Family affair. Very exciting. Cool. But that's me. Brian. Brian, uh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WadeBrianR. That's about it. Um, do you, do you, sorry, do you make content? I, I mean, I make dark it insight. Is content. I, <laughs> I am content. I am definitely right. content. Interesting. I am, I, I am often photoshopped into the, uh, the, into the, the, the Any given content image, <laughs> the images of this podcast. Um, my other podcast is kind of on hiatus right now because I've been working way too much. So maybe at some point that'll come back. Hopefully when mm. I'm not working a thousand hours a week. No, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to start doing our own podcast. It's going okay. to be about game dev glow ups. Okay. We'll do it. It's just, there'll Eric be one episode. It's just about, it's, it's just about just that one dude. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just talk about him every week. <laughs> I'm here for it. I only want to, are there a Stardew Valley podcast? Like that's, There's that's my, to be. probably there's gotta be, that's my whole situation now. You know this what? Pod, so, this podcast was Stardew Jelly for a while. Stardew Jelly. Yeah. Yes, Star- it was. For, <laughs> I looked for, a for while. those episodes explicitly. I was like, I know what I want to hear about. I know where I want to hear. There was um, like six in a row, and I did Jeremy as uh, one of the characters <laughs> in like every episode art. For, it, was, like, it was very funny. Yeah. It's very good. So, something that I learned recently is that there. So, y'all, y'all both know what the Adventure Zone is, I assume. Mm hmm. Yes. Um. I learned recently that there are Adventure Zone fan casts. Are there? There are like podcasts that fans of the Adventure Zone make where they talk about like their theories and stuff for the Adventure Zone and it like That's it so felt wild. really it, it felt really weird when I first saw it. Like I was like, That's so like you're like making a a podcast about a podcast, but it's like I thought about it for a while and I was like, you know, like it is just like a story. Yeah. I and mean, people it's not people weird have podcasts about like about like movies and TV shows and right. whatever, so like it makes a sense. It was just like it very struck me very strangely at, at initially. It hit me weird uh, when you said when you said it just now, just because I <laughs> I consider the McElroys close friends of mine. Uh, yeah. For, by no virtue of ever having spoken to them. And, well, I mean, uh, it, it, in the Adventure Zone, Griffin tells me that he's my best friend in every episode. So very good. As, uh, as far and... as I, as far as I know, he is exactly correct. Uh, but so it's just weird. Like when you, cause it immediately struck me as like, some people made a fan cast about my friend's podcast. <laughs> I'm like, Oh wait, <laughs> no, they're kind of like a media empire. I guess that does make sense that like people are making spinoff podcasts about it. Like that's certainly within the, within the lines of, uh, of clarity that like that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So we're going to start getting react podcasts that just are like live reactions to what they're listening to. <laughs> It's just going to be people dragging me for jokingly calling the Xbox One X the most powerful system of all time. I didn't, uh, like, I I didn't listen to any of them uh, because I I don't have enough time for that uh, in my life. But, you know, like, no no judgment. Like, I'm sure sure they're perfectly fine. But, like, I I can imagine that's probably kind of what it is. Like, is that they are reacting to whatever happened in the last episode and talking about their theories about what might happen in the future and... Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah just, just more right. or less just like a, like oh let's react to like the walking dead episode that just came out or whatever you're right it's not that weird it just seems it just seems weird strange. because it's a podcast yeah it's a podcast about a podcast <laughs> well and and i was more referring to like the youtube thing where it's the, the react and so people are just watching youtube videos and oh sure 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 yeah so it'd be hilarious like, if someone did a podcast where they're li- literally listening to it as the talk as the recording yeah. the podcast that would like, be a bit like strange lol, lol i made my grandma watch two girls one cup for the first time and 
Here's her YouTube. Here's a YouTube video of her reaction to it. Brian, stop this podcast. Yeah, we need to stop. It's getting, it's getting this. All right, all right. Uh, this is this has been Dark Insight. It's your home for video games. Uh, you can find us at on Twitter at Dark Insight Pod. Uh, we are always happy to accept your news and reviews, uh, ratings, yes. uh, your, your monetary donations, your monetary donations, uh, five stars only, uh, $5 <laughs> only. Um, no, no more, no less. Uh, if you give us four stars, I will hunt you down and kill you personally. Uh, if you give us three stars, I will assign Vader to hunt you down and kill you personally. Uh, two stars and one star, uh, Cassandra will do it. I'll find um, you and I'll find you. <laughs> and she's the most violent of us all. So. Be prepared. Really true. She is. She may as well be John Wick. <laughs> yes, Keanu. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, and thank you very and much for having me. You're, you're 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 very obviously welcome back anytime. So yes, we will uh, we will plan on that. And we'll do our best to get your name wrong again. <laughs> this is my eternal damnation. Yes, I know. Since I said anything, it is now my my eternal millstone. Yeah, everyone that listens to this podcast is gonna call you Cassandra forever. Sad. <laughs> I I made a point of not actually saying your name out loud because I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> That's the best of both worlds. Don't summon me, and also don't inflict my wrath. It's it's like it's perfect. So so here's the thing: is that what you should have done, Charles? We are doing a fan cast of our own podcast, <laughs> podcast. right now, yeah. right in front of your eyes. It's happening. <laughs> What you should have done, Charles, is called her Cassie and seen how she reacted. Uh, Listen, friends. uh, Don't do that. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's your new friend, Cassandra. Don't. Don't call her Cassie. (laughs) Okay, that's the end of this podcast. Okay, bye. Good luck. Goodbye forever. Now it's ended. Did you know... There is a gargoyle on the Washington National Cathedral that looks like Darth Vader. Game on the TV. I ain't got a swimsuit. Sure as hell gonna jump in. Another shot of Cuervo. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the weekend. Cold beer, fresh beer, all in the bed of my truck. Ride home down to living with a real nice haul, cause you know my boys can hunt. Wash off, get high, put on the new Levi's. Walk in the bar, feel like rock stars, we got all the ladies' eyes. Tell the DJ, put on a fast one. Top 40, find a show to get my groove on Three shots got me looking for a thick one Got a girl drinks Jack all night long Cooler full of cold ones Rusted out Chevy Steaks over charcoal Game on the TV. I ain't got a swimsuit. Sure as hell gonna jump in. Take another shot of Cuervo. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the weekend. Turn 
at the crib, fresh bib, big old rack of ribs. Meat fall off the bone, smoke a little homegrown, yeah, I got the whole bar to lit. Now Kenny mixing up margaritas. Play pong with some pretty senoritas. Booze buds, bad bitches, and my best buds. Motherfucking drinks up Friday night, baby, put your fucking drinks up Turn up on the weekend Turn up on the weekend Turn up on the weekend Turn up on the weekend